All right. Well, this is going to be the first episode of Notes of a Goon, which is the name I chose for my solo podcast. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. Uh, I People keep telling me that it's not a good name. Uh, I sent a bunch of people the name. Uh, I'm going with it. Here's where the name came from. Uh, I did a bunch of Molly once uh, about, I'm going to say, 15 years ago. Uh, and I snorted a bunch of ketamine while I was on Molly. And I uh, was in this house. And I started uh, taking post-it notes. And I just was writing random words and thoughts and slapping them on the wall very loudly on lots of drugs. And this girl that I was banging at the time, hopefully my girlfriend doesn't listen to this because she gets mad when I talk about girls I used to bang because she thinks I'm a virgin, which is weird because I'm fucking digging that pussy out. I'm just telling you this right now. I'm fucking beat. I, even to this day, we've been together for a long time and I'm fucking beating it up. And she just doesn't want to hear it. Like, I had experience coming in, lady. But so this girl goes, it's notes of a goon. Because you're like, because she used to say that my apartment was Charles Bukowski's apartment. And I couldn't think of a better name. That just stuck. I always said I was going to make a blog called Notes of a Goon. Because Notes of a Dirty Old Man was Charles Bukowski's uh, newspaper column. I read the book of short stories. Maybe fucking back then. And so that's why that's this. But people keep, I keep sending it to people with the cover art, and they're like, I like the cover art. The name, uh, does, uh, I, I'm joined to Mike Harrington is the producer of this show. Hello, Mike. What's going on, Chris? So you texted me. I texted you the name and the cover art for the show. And I was like, this is, what do you think of this? He goes, I like, you like, you said, I like, it's okay. And then you wrote, it's not puny. And I was like, fuck yeah, it's not puny. Notes of a goon, that's what's up. It's not puny. And then I realized that you were saying it's not punny. Like I needed a pun in the name. Yeah, just something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, like notes of a... I like the story now that I've heard it because I, I can picture you being very intimidating on a lot of drugs and just breaking... Like, you realistically, you're just punching holes in the wall and being like, no, it's a post-it, so it's fine. Yeah, it, it is. a Well, the post-it is... It's drugged up drywall. That's what it was. So this is this is where the name comes from. I sent it. Um, my girlfriend said I'm not a goon. I just told her it was uh, going to be uh, Charles Bukowski. She was like, I don't like you supporting guys like that. I'm like, why do I talk to you about things? This is where like I, I don't <laughs> I don't understand. Fucking who else did I? Uh, both Nate and my friend Pasha, uh, Nate uh, Nate Charles, uh, I, I messaged him in Australia. He got right back to me. They both suggested they didn't know the Bukowski book, Notes of a Dirty Old Man. They both suggested the Dostoevsky book. Notes. Those are the first two people I texted. It was Nate and Pasha because it was late in, at night when I got the artwork. And then I texted you, Mike. And they both suggested I change it to Notes from a Goon. Because there's a Dostoevsky novel called Notes from the Underground, which I have not read. I'm going to read it, I guess, but I'm not changing it. That's the, We got the name. And I also kind of like that everybody – I texted my buddy Christian. He's like, I don't it's – it, it's, it doesn't roll off the tongue. I like that I because I – because this show is about me talking about my fucking nonsense. This is not me – feeding Bronx Johnny and Chris Stanley things for them to knock out of the park. This is about me being an insane fucking weirdo. And that's why, here's what a lot of people don't know about my relationship with you, Mike Harrington. 
<laughs> I keep forgetting that even though we're friends, you're a piece of garbage, right? <laughs> so Mike knows that I'm secret neurotic. That's like you more than anyone else that works at Gas Digital except for Stanley and Johnny <laughs> and J- Justin Silver a little bit. But you know that I am so secret neurotic that now you fuck with me. <laughs> and I always ask you, because when I go do like stand-up and shit, I never ask anybody around that does stand-up if that was good, because fuck those assholes. But so I go to my friend, Mike Harrington, who books stand-up shows and is an aficionado, and I go, is that good? And you just go, nah, you fucking suck at this. <laughs> and that's why I needed you to produce this show because you know that aspect. I wouldn't have been comfortable doing this. Maybe if Nate was still around, but he's not. Can't trust that guy. And I, you can't trust a foreigner. That's also that's another theme of the show. This is my psychosis. <laughs> and you can't trust foreigners. That's where I'm going with this fucking show. I think it's going to do really well as long as Trump gets reelected. Um, but no, so, so I go, and then I go... Uh, I go, Robbie Bernstein. I text him the name of the show. I go, I go, well, first, um, Ralph doesn't read any books. I texted Ralph Sutton. Uh, he doesn't read any books. He was like, I don't get it. It sounds stupid, and the art looks like Freddy Krueger. You don't look like Freddy Krueger in real life. And I go, all right. I mean, I guess you're the person who I respect the most opinion on that I've texted as of yet, and you've just shot my whole shit down. But um, thanks for paying for the hosting, Ralph. Um Robbie Bernstein goes, I don't know, man. Uh, it's okay, but it's a little clunky. And I was like, that's how women describe sex with me. So I think this is going to have to stick as the title of my solo podcast, Notes of a Goon. And I think there's, I think there's something about it not being good that's going to make people remember it. I'm just wondering what's going to happen when a fan posts like a significantly better name. Better than anything Nate gave you, better than anything Pasha gave you, anything Ralph gave you. And you're going to have to sit there and be like, I'm sticking to my guns. Of course. What am I going to do? The show's already out. By the time they hear this, I posted it on Twitter. The Discord all have my back. I posted it on Twitter for 10 seconds. And somebody insulted me immediately, and I deleted the tweet. (laughs) Again, this is about my neuroses... Not anything else. What did I say? It was also uh, not trusting foreigners. Those are the two things. Here's another neurotic thing that I have to talk to you about, Mike. Uh, I this is something people don't really know about me, because even if you watch High Society Radio, or even if you're watching this, you see me on Realized Podcast or any other podcast, you never see me below the waist, right? Nobody sees me below the waist. You never. do. I don't know how to wear shorts. This is a fucking strange thing. I I bought my first pair of non like I have basketball shorts for like athletic things. The, the shorts I'm wearing currently, look, look at these shorts. These are they're Dickies, right? I I think they're okay. Right? These are okay shorts. I I guess. Okay, look, I here's the thing, Mike. I haven't worn shorts since I was a fucking child. <laughs> I, the shorts, you know how you've seen me in one pair of cargo shorts before? Like if I have to like, if I ride into the city on my bike, I have a pair of beige cargo shorts that are stained up. I've owned those since I was 14 years old. It looks like it. Yeah. 
Because I don't, because you know what, you know what happened? Actually, I think I've owned those since before that. I must have owned them, yeah, I think it was 14. I, I'm telling you this right now. My fucking dad says to me, I'm going to leave the house this summer. No, I must have been 13 because it was before freshman year of high school because I never once wore shorts to high school. My fa- I'm leaving that. My father was an older dude. He was born in 1930, right? So he fucking says to me, 13 years old, he goes, I'm leaving the house. He goes, you wear shorts, huh? And I was like, yeah. He goes, let me ask you a question. Are you still a fucking child? And despite the fact that, yes, yes, I was, in fact, a child, I said, no, no, I'm not a child. And then he goes, let me ask you another question. Are you fucking gay? And I was like, what? He was like, are you, do you fuck men? Are you gay? And I was like, no. He's like, the fuck are you wearing shorts for then? And I never wore shorts to do anything but exercise again. So what you call neurotic is clearly just child abuse. Sure. <laughs> sure. You know what it is? I, I made too many Jewish friends. Because I grew up in Gowanus, which is Park Slope adjacent. And they all had therapists growing up. <laughs> so, yes, it was probably just child abuse. My dad was a pretty good dude, though. He was, a, he was a mostly... I mean, to be I thought that was a funny story until, like, three years ago. I told it at a party. Now, he didn't say gay. He used the, he used the slur. I cleaned it up because I figured it's the first episode. Maybe no slurs. We'll wait to episode three, right? I mean, you already said you hate foreigners. Yeah, but I, foreigner's not a slur. I don't need instructions to know how to rock. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Fucking... But so my dad says that to me, and I so I bought these shorts because it's hot as fuck. I don't want to get on the train because of fucking COVID. So I'm biking in and out of the city. I biked, I, I saw you on Monday. We were at Legion's, and I wore jeans that were, I picked them up the next day. They were still moist. I can't, I needed shorts. So I bought these because when I was still wearing shorts, it was acceptable for people to wear jean shorts. I don't own khakis. Why would I own khaki shorts? What kind of shorts do you have on? I got some uh, some some plaid numbers. Uh, I think they're Tommy Bahamas. I I can't. Like imagine, you know the guys I'm friends with. Some of them. Imagine some of those guys saw me in Tommy Bahama plaid shorts. Uh, I'm, and I I'm just saying they would have something to say about it. I do, you're a grown man. Who gives a fuck? Be comfortable. I'm, I'm comfortable in these shorts. I'm getting to that. And I was talking about, so I'm, I put on these shorts. I think they're fine. I forgot that Mexican gangbangers in movies wear Dickies shorts. They still have the pleat. They, I literally pulled these out of the package from Amazon today. My girlfriend looks at me and she says, she's like, oh, you're like, you're like uh, from training day. You're like a Mexican gangbanger. And I was like, God fucking damn it. I, I don't want to hear anything about the shorts. You know I can't wear shorts because my dad abused me. <laughs> it's just a cycle of shorts abuse. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm leaving to come. This is the first time I'm this is the first time I've been nervous to do a podcast <laughs> in ten years. They weren't even called podcasts that we were doing radio shows. <laughs> and it was I fucking am nervous, and she's just like, she makes fun of the name. She fucking makes fun of the shorts. 
Chris, I got to ask at a certain point, like, why would you pick today of all days to try to get Short's confidence? Because I had to bike into the city to do this because I wanted to get the cardio up, get my blood flowing, really get fucking in the zone. You know what I mean? Come through, drink a couple of beers. You know, you don't drink. I got to drink for you. Nobody else is here drinking with me. You couldn't suck it up one more day in jeans? Uh, I could have. I guess I should have just jeaned it up. It was, dude, I was so uncomfortable in the jeans the other day. It was, it was moist. I, ugh, it was gr- I had to, I got an MRI that day. So I biked in. My jeans were moist. I had to take them off, get in an MRI tube, get out, and put back on moist jeans. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm on short. That's what did it. That cured my child abuse. Like, <laughs> I can now wear shorts. That's what did it. I went home and ordered shorts, and they came today, and I'm wearing shorts. So, you know, guys, the moral of the story is you don't need a therapist. You just need, you just you just need to live painfully for a long time, and then I, I guess be moist. I, that's how you solve child abuse. I feel like there is something to be said though about the fact, like coming out of an MRI tube. You've just been extremely claustrophobic. I don't get claustrophobic. I kind of like them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing that I have. I like the weird noises in there. Like I feel it's. it's I feel like I'm in 2001: A Space Odyssey or now, some shit. No, that's neurosis. <laughs> You're the one person in America who likes an MRI machine? I'll tell you why. I feel swole as fuck in there. I got to really scrunch up my shoulders. I feel fucking jacked in an MRI tube, dude. It's like wearing a fucking tank top. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah, you are wearing a tank top, Mike. Hell yeah. Uh, but here, so again, like I said, I want to talk more about... So as we're doing this show, as we're preparing to get ready for me to do this podcast, right? Um some of the producers here were helping me kind of trying to learn editing because I want to handle some of the editing on my own. And I realized I have a hard time learning from YouTube videos. I take classes here and there just to like kind of learn shit. And I have a hard time when I take like, uh, like I use lynda.com or like YouTube or something. And I start reading about, I was like, why isn't my memory as good as it was? I used to have great recall when I was a kid. Like, when I was a kid, I took the worst fucking, like, I used to infuriate teachers because they would seem how shitty my notes were, and it would seem like I wasn't paying attention in class, and I would fucking murder tests, ace them every fucking time. And I'll tell you, I, I, I found a bunch of studies that say if you just doodle and draw while you listen to information, you will retain the information better. So I decided I'm going to start doing that. But I want to like get back into it. So I found like a 21 day drawing challenge on fucking, it's like a super basic thing. On lynda.com I found it because I, I, I have a subscription to that shit. It is a 21 day drawing challenge. I'm like, all right, this will be simple. It's for beginners. All right. So I decided I'm going to do the first day challenge, right? The, day, the challenge is draw a cat. Now, I sent you the pictures of the cats that I drew. Can you, can you just? I, I need your reaction to these cats. And for anybody watching this, possibly on YouTube. So that's one cat. I, I just wanted to make sure I, I wasn't going to the wrong one first. Yeah, yeah. So there's this one, there's the other one, and then there's one that's like, um, it says solution day one. Got it. So now, what do you think of this cat, Mike? This is like a fine cat. It's like, it's a cute cat. 
He's knocked over a glass. There's a bowl of food. It's kind of got a smugness to it. I think it's a fine cat. I created a little perspective in the drawing. I'm not a great artist. I just want to, I just like drawing. It's a fun hobby. I figure I'll do this. I'll start drawing a little bit more. Maybe it'll help me learn the editing programs for this fucking podcast, right? So I draw this cat, right? What do you think of the cat? It's fine, right? It's a pretty all right cat. It's a pretty all right cat. It's not a great cat. Now, let me show you the other cat. Right? This cat's a little more ferocious, killing a mouse. He's in the backyard. He's fucking chilling. That's that's the second cat I drew, right? And I'm like, all right, now I'm really fucking drawing cats. I drew two cats. The challenge was to draw one cat. I'm fucking ahead of the game. Now, I go to the fucking solution for the fucking cats, right? And this guy, boom, pull the solution up. Look at this fucking cat that this guy drew. (laughs) This guy's just spitting in my fucking face with this fucking cat. Look at this. This fucking cat is wearing a fucking three-piece suit. It's inked. It's got shaded eyes with pencils and shit. Why the fuck would he do this to me, Mike? Why would he do this to anybody? He just lulled me in with his beginner's 21-day art challenge. What do you think? Would you, I, I'm fucking pissed at this guy. I'm gonna fu- He's got like a weird Russian name. I'm going to find it right now. I'm going to so, fucking kick this guy's ass. To be clear, at the, is the goal at the end of 21 days you can draw this cat? No. This was... Just his version his of day version one. His version of day one's cat. Oh, what a prick. Now, look, exactly, right? He's using <laughs> multiple fucking mediums. I just used a fucking ink pen. Like, you know what I mean? I used a fucking felt tip pen. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going, like, fucking fancy. I could add a little shading to this. I thought I was being fancy. This fucking asshole just fucking dunked on me. Dude, you put jump lines in. You yeah. can see where the cat jumped and killed the mouse. Dude, I'll tell you, jump lines are, like, the one thing I'm really good at. In fucking drawing. I, I, I'll fucking throw a jump line. I read a lot of Rob Leafield comics from Youngblood and fucking X-Force back in the day. You, When people are standing still, I draw jump lines. That's how I fucking do it. <laughs> 1990s style, baby. Fucking extreme. Look, pull up a picture of this asshole. Because he looks like the kind of guy. His name is Von, V-O-N, Glitchka. Just Google Von Glitchka. G-L-I-T-S-C-H-K-A. Let me see the images. There, there, look at that guy. Doesn't he look like the kind of fucking asshole? Like, if I run into Von Glitchka in the fucking street, I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of Von Glitchka. You can try, man. That's a big boy. He is a fucking... He's a, he's a big dude. If he knows any sort of takedown defense, I'm stumped. He kind of looks like fucking... Yeah. What, he looks like one of the fucking Pawn Stars. He looks like Chumley a little bit. But I... Th- what a dick. Who does that in your fucking challenge? Oh, he's got a picture of him wearing something called Thug Bunny? A.K.A. Thug Bunny. That's his alias, dog. Thug Bunny. Mm. I'm a fucking... Thug Bunny I'll versus the Goon? I'll put him in a fucking rabbit hole. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, Thug Bunny versus the Goon. That's fucking, that's fucking good. That's the title of this episode. There we go. We're fucking rocking and fucking rolling. <laughs> fucking pilot episode is fucking killing it. Meanwhile, you know, you got to name the episode. Everybody's going to think you're the fucking star of the show. You named it. You said that's the name. That means you named it. All right. Fine. Fine. We should talk about, like, a real topic. Ugh. No, fuck it. I'm going to keep talking about this. The fucking stupid... I wish... I started... I used to be okay at computer, but I only ever had them. You know I didn't have a... I didn't own a computer until I was 25 years old? That checks out. Yeah, right? But it was another... I guess child abuse situation, but not really. This one wasn't. So when I lived with my grandmother, my uncles all lived there. And when I was uh, when I had my first job, when I was a kid, I was like 11. I worked in a flower shop for three dollars an hour, 
right? And I saved up money, and I was going to buy one of those gateway computers. Remember gateway computers? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Okay, how much did those cost? Were they like $300 or something? Something like that, yeah. Okay, so $3 an hour. I worked 100 hours, and I was like, I'm going to buy. I saved up all my fucking... AOL fucking free CDs. I I had my uncle stop using them for coasters for his fucking Thunderbird and Diet Coke. You know what I mean? I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. And my other uncle goes, that computer's a piece of shit. If you buy that, it's never going to work. It won't work in your house. I have a terror now of buying, he was like, you got to buy, I'll get, I'll go get you an HP. So it's, he was like, he's like, that's going to cost you like $2,000 though. If you want a real computer. And I was like, I'm never going to have $2,000. It took me 100 hours to get this $300 for the Gateway PC. So check this out. What? The, in the year 2000, the uh-huh. Gateway Performance 1500, you know how much that was? Uh-huh. It was three grand. Yeah, but this is significantly before the year 2000. This is, all right, eight years before then. There was a cheap one. I remember there was the one they advertised on TV that mm. was super cheap for idiots. All right. For poor idiots. It was like a couple of hundred, or maybe it was like a monthly fee or something. That sounds about right. Yeah, because I don't think, I think back then even, like it was like TVs. Remember like when Plasmas came out, they were mm-hmm. like four grand a piece. Now you can get one for like 200 bucks. But what I'm saying is I saw that the future was in the computers, right? I knew it. Even then, and these, I listened to a doorman. My uncle was a doorman, and I let him convince me that I couldn't afford a proper computer. Like the shittiest computer would have been better than no computer. Like, I'm borderline fucking mentally fucking ill because I didn't own a computer till I was 20. There's no re- reason for that. I'm still jacking the DVDs at 24 years old, Mike. Where? What were you playing the DVDs? Like, I couldn't... DVD player. Mm. You were jerking in the living room like that? I lived alone. Damn, dude. Living the life. I, I had my own apartment without a computer in it. That's at crazy. 24 years old. Like, that's, that's on you. Yeah. Like at a certain point, it's like, I got a DVD player for my porn, mm-hmm. but I know the internet exists. Who's the asshole here? Uh, you know what? That's a fucking fantastic point. Maybe I am the Maybe that was, yeah, that's, I'm the asshole there. I just wanted to tell that story because it doesn't work anywhere else except if I'm rambling incessantly on this podcast. I think it's going pretty well, right? I for, think you're ranting. Oh, yeah, I'm ranting. I'm not rambling. It's fucking correction. Correction. Um, but we should talk. We'll just talk let's talk about a real. Let's talk about a real topic. Um, I want to talk about. This is something that's fucking strange, and I just found out about. Buddy told me about this. Do you know uh, who the Boogaloo Boys are? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Robbie Bernstein was telling me a little bit about these Boogaloo Boys. He would know. He is the guy. He's the libertarian <laughs> guy. The Boogaloo Boys. Uh, so they they're called the Boogaloo Boys because they're preparing for Civil War II, electric Boogaloo. Uh, can you pull up a picture of just so this started of course in 4chan I love how you you just like you gave me a a, a disgusted shaking head <laughs> so this started on the K section of 4chan and just look at these fucking they're like so it's all the second amendment thing right they can't figure out they're all wearing Hawaiian shirts which I guess deer are colorblind right <laughs> so I guess that's camo Kind of. I guess, man. They look like jackasses. You're wearing khakis and a... Ho- First of all, Homer Simpson told me that the only people who should wear 
Hawaiian shirts are gay dudes and big fat party animals. And I don't see any big fat party animals in these photos you're showing me, Mike. You know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. None of these people look fun. I don't want to party with fucking any of these dorks. Like, they've got some cool guns, don't get me wrong, but that's more of a daytime activity. I don't really want to hang out at night with these guys. Nah. No, they're going to be busy at night. What's weird is, like, so there's all these different... It's like gang shit, I guess. There's all these different sects. First of all, it started off as a joke, just that stupid joke, and then they were like, they're the big igloo boys, and they're just like, plays on the name, because that's how the fucking internet works. Look... You see, he's got the Boogaloo Gator. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, he's got the other guy has the ISIS scarf on. It's why are you becoming a living meme? People don't know if they're a terror group. Some of them came out and marched with Black Lives Matter, but then in other cities they were marching against Black Lives Matter. See, the Boogaloo stands with George Floyd. Yeah, they they were they're really into cuck porn. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, look, they got patches. You can get with, with fucking Pepe the Frog on them. I just, it reminds me of like the Proud Boys thing because that started as a stupid joke, right? That started as Gavin McGinnis saying, we're proud of Western civilization. All right, whatever, that's kind of, being proud of anything is fucking lame. I, I, I'll get into that in a second. But well, anything you didn't do. Yes. Uh, but, being, yeah, proud of your circumstances is fucking stupid. So then they like had to name cereals and get punched. This was a joke. And now there are dudes going to jail for being proud boys. There are guys going to go to jail for this boogaloo shit. For fucking what? They don't even know what they... Look, there's, some, there's apparently some members that are fucking white supremacists. If you're going to be a white supremacist, fucking go all in. What are you wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt for? Join a real deal hate group. There's none of these meme hate groups. <laughs> fucking Adam Waffen. You know about Adam Waffen, son? Just Google image Adam Waffen. First of all, I know it sounds like a low rent, like the German knockoff version of the X-Men. It's not. They're fucking terrifying. They're actually terrifying. They have literally been stopped trying to commit many mass murders in this country. Like, that's a white supremacist group. That's white power. You know what I mean? Paul, you, you got an image for me? I mean, you're giving me some real hard names to spell here. Learn German for this show. <laughs> I'm paying you in Thai food and pot. <laughs> I got, oh, okay. It's, a, a, okay. A-T-O-M. I was Adam, like A-D-A-M. You thought it was a guy named Adam. I thought it was a guy named Adam Oh, because they would, assume, <laughs> they would assume that at the first man was white, Adam. There right? That's what they would do. Okay. I, all right. I'm going to give you a pass on that, Harrington. Uh, so, yeah. Here we go. See, how much more terrifying is the imagery that comes up when you Google image Adam Waffen? You Google image the Proud Boys, too. This is terrifying. Yeah. 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 I don't want to fuck with these guys. Yeah, hell yeah. Frontline did a piece on them. You know where I read this whole piece about the Boogaloo Boys we're talking about? The Atlantic. That's bitch shit. You need to get fucking Frontline. That dude who did the Clayton Bigsby narration voice, that's that fucking hood shit. That's what you want. I'm just like, I'm looking at these guys versus they this, sp- this guy. Yeah, look at this tri-corner hat. <laughs> this motherfucker looks like the guy on the 4th of July that has a black neighbor who's like, yo, white people is the most. I just fucking <laughs> turns off his own music. This guy, we're looking at a guy, for anybody listening to this, is a guy in a tri-corner hat with a fucking 13-star flag behind him, wearing rubber gloves because it's during the pandemic. 
And the kind of Hawaiian shirt you only see on a guy who works at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. Get me some fucking, before they stop making them, give me some Trader Ming's fucking chow mein mix, asshole. Fuck. Now go back to the Adam Waffen page. These guys are fucking tough guys. Look at this guy. That is a murderer. Any picture of these guys, they look like fucking white ISIS. They should have just called themselves white ISIS. <laughs> like, yeah, these guys are fucking scary. I'm saying, I'm, I'm just sick of the fucking, the fucking, first of all, I don't, we, we'll get into the, let's get into the part. So it's like, it's white pride, right? Which I've, I will never understand people who are mad that you can't have white pride, right? It's like, I don't even have, my name on the radio is Chris from Brooklyn. I don't even have hometown pride. I'll tell you that right now. Pride in anything you didn't do, like you said, I don't even like to say to an adult man, I'm proud of you unless I help them do the thing that they did well. Like, that's not my son. Who the fuck cares about, it's a reason it's a deadly sin. It's next to sloth and gluttony. There's no good sins. It's not like, bod I guess lust is on there. But there's no like bodying motherfuckers and shit. White pride. This is fucking so stupid. Oh, but you can, you know how much, it seems taxing for black dudes to have to be proud and then also deal with being black. Does it not? Yeah, of course. Like, you got to punch somebody in the face for saying, imagine it was just a word that someone could say that now you got to have a fucking fist fight. You're just trying to enjoy... Imagine you're on a date and there was a word that another person could say and now you automatically have a fist fight instead of getting some pussy. Fat bitch. All right, there is... That's two words. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Stop dating fat bitches. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, look, all I'm saying is can we stop having fucking... Pride in things. I'm, it's a, that, they like, literally when they said white people can't have pride in being white, I'm like, great, that's one less thing to worry about. That's another feature of whiteness. Thank you, fucking yuppies, whoever fucking came up with that horse shit. All right, so that's my thing about the Boogaloo Boys. I think we could, can we move on now? Oh, it's my show, right? It's fine by me. Right, all right. <laughs> that was good, right? That's good. I mean, you're, you're doing all right, Chris. All right, all right. I think this is good for a first show. I think it's pretty good. I established some things. Uh, we talked about fucking Adam Waffin and the Boogaloo Boys. Um, actually, this is a related topic. I sent you. Um, I sent you a picture that was in my hallway. Um, now this is about packages. So packages in my building. I live right across from the mailboxes, and packages in my building are getting stolen a lot. I had a package stolen. It was. Uh, it made me think it was kids in the building because it was. I'm a child myself, and I ordered something from WWE. I ordered a snapback, uh, the Iron Sheik. I probably should have worn it for the show. It would have made a better visual aid. But they reset, They sent me a new one, but my package had gotten stolen. I, ordered, I got a new one. I just figured it was some kids in the building fucking around. They saw WWE on there. Whatever. I didn't think twice about it. There's another guy in my building who flips out. He knocks on my door. He's knocked on my door four times. To be like, hey, I'm missing a package. And I'm like, I'm not the fucking super. I just live in this apartment, you fucking jerk off. And he's just like, well, did you see anything? Like, through the door? Do you think? It's not a screen door. I'm not just fucking sitting out on the porch, you fucking asshole. It's a hallway. 
This fucking guy, and like, this happened multiple times. So now all of a sudden, and I assume it's this guy who posted this. He called the building, and he he put up a sign that says, not, not the sign I sent you, that's the response. He put up a sign, it says, um, your packages are being stolen. This has happened repeatedly. I spoke to the management company. They showed me video. The suspect is a 6'2 black man with a wave cap or do-rag. I, I guess there was multiple times I saw him, or maybe this gentleman can't identify the difference between a wave cap and a do-rag. I don't know. Uh, and having had a pit bull, that was the other. And I, 6'2", black guy, wave cap or do-rag, and pit bull. And I was like, all right, I guess a uh, 1990s hip-hop album is stealing our packages. This really could be fucking any black dude. <laughs> you really wrote that and didn't think it was going to come off poorly to our mostly black building. Mostly black people live in my building, right? Um, so now the response to the sign was this one, which says, to the non-person of color that posted the sign, your packages are being stolen. Then it says, do your work. Work is underlined. And then it says, step one, read White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Now, I really love her R&B stuff. I don't know about her books. Uh, two, find and enroll in implicit and explicit bias classes or find videos on YouTube. Three, apologize to my brother. <laughs> now, seems like somebody confronted their brother, who was a 6'2 black guy. I, I, maybe he took the cap off. You could just see the waves spinning. Um, I, here's the thing. If it's the person I suspect of putting up the original sign, right? That was a Puerto Rican dude. So that is a person of color. He's a male nurse, so that explains the passive-aggressive sign. That's who, this, is my sus, this is my chief suspect for the first sign. I don't know who put up the second sign, but does it not seem like it would be a white guy that put up the second sign? Like a hipstery white guy? To, oh, like to my brother? Yeah. Like meaning like my brother on the earth. Yes. I, oh, that's shut the, the fuck up. Is it, but is it actually... They're br- I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're saying, if it's my brother, as in, like, you cannot hold my brothers down, you are such a bitch. So the first thing I did, obviously, was I texted uh, all the black people I know, because that's what I do when these things come up, because I, I want to make sure that before I try to, like, say it on a podcast and people get really upset with me, that I run it by at least seven or eight black people. Smart. Um, so not all the black people I know, but the ones I trust with this sort of information. You know what I mean? Uh uh, I, I fucking sent it to one guy and he's just like, why are you so mad about this? Why don't you start a dialogue and put up your own sign? And I'm like, I like to have weird <laughs> drunken drug parties in my apartment. And I'm like a white guy. What if this person thinks it's okay to call the cops on my drug parties? Because that's just me getting my comeuppance as a white man. I don't want that. I, I just like the idea of starting like a, like a, like a, like a letter, like a, you know, like a town square. Like we're just going to put letters on this, on this wall. And then I got to put up my own tape every time. Get a fucking bulletin board with some push pins. Maybe the building should pay for that. 
I'm just saying that's a very that's some very 1600s way to handle a dispute. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> ye old mail carrier is a lazy fuck and can't ring your bell. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. So if they actually are like apologize to my brother, and it's an actual brother, then it's a black person admitting. That a 6'2 black guy in a wave cap or do-rag with a pit bull could be any black guy, right? If it's not, and it's just my brother on the earth and a white guy posted this, somebody should let him know that he called Puerto Ricans not POC. Right? Could be an issue. I don't know how to handle this. I texted... Uh, I texted one black guy, and he was like, well, do your work. Read that fucking book, son. And I was like, thank you for your emotional labor. What's your cash app? Because I know <laughs> black people prefer cash app. That's a generalization that's 100% true. Um, yeah, they t- I don't know why, but they do. Um, it's, it's probably like the difference between Boost Mobile and Cricket. It's just where they advertise. Is Cricket for white people? I mean, they advertise in the UFC, and I assume that's some white people shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. I always see cricket in Metro PCS stores on the same block as Boost Mobile. I feel like there's a weird turf war going on there. Right. With all the prepaid carriers. I feel like they are fighting for the same turf, but I, I don't know. For some reason, I maybe it's like cricket is more like a Latino market, and that's what cricket, that's what like the UFC taps into for them. I don't know. Well, obviously, cricket can't go over to after the black market. They would immediately be called racist. <laughs> Wait, uh, this is his space? This phone, the signal comes from space on a satellite. Where's the satellite? Is it near? You know what else is a satellite? The moon. What the fuck are you trying to say? And then they would have to read White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, who's not related to D'Angelo the singer, which I just found out on the computer that I now know how to use. Um, I'm going to read that book. It's 160 pages. That's it? Yeah. That lady, you know that lady makes millions of dollars telling white people that she had some bad experiences around black people and it's their fault and all white people suck? She makes millions of dollars. That's the gist of that book. Is she a white lady? She is a white lady. Hell yes. I mean, clearly married to a black man. I don't Dude, get Robin that D'Angelo? Check, girl. The last person, Robin D'Angelo, was a bunch of record executives. Get it? Because uh, they take advantage of black people. Could be next in line. D'Angelo's like a heroin right. addict now. You know that? Is he really? Yeah. Pull, pull up a picture of D'Angelo now. All right. I, I want you to see this. D'Angelo, remember how he was jacked in that fucking... Uh, Untitled? The, yeah. The right? name of the that was the was whole just... shit. Was He was just jacked and naked in that video. Made everybody really uncomfortable on fucking TV way back when. Might have made you uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely made me uncomfortable. That motherfucker was handsome. No. Yeah, look at him now. Pull it up. No. Buddy, what happened That's there? what I'm saying. You started doing heroin and stuff. Yeah, but usually you lose weight when you do heroin. Yeah, but his only exercise was from getting pussy, and then he couldn't come because of the heroin, so he just stopped getting pussy. I mean, he looks like Big Crit. Yeah, he's not looking great, D'Angelo. It's a shame. Get jacked again, D'Angelo. I'll buy the next album, I promise. All right. I feel like we did some, we did some real topics. Did some stuff. Yeah. We did, we did some stuff. There's one more thing I'm going to talk about before we, we close the first episode of Notes of a Goon. Um, it's uh, a lot of businesses are closing because of what's going on with COVID. Uh, they just can't maintain. 
One business that's closed is uh, Gem Spa. Are you aware of what Gem Spa is? It's not the Turkish bathhouse around the corner from the studio. No, yeah, it's the spot on uh, St. Mark's. Yes. Now, that's basically a corner store with a smoke shop in it, and they're famous for egg creams. I don't give a fuck that Gem Spa is closed. They did a Kickstarter to raise money to stay open and then closed as soon as COVID hit. Can you agree? When's the last time you had an egg cream, Mike? Uh, it's been a while, but but I Gem Spa is for me known for a place that has like cheap gloves, cheap hats. Like it's just because a, it's a standard corner store. But the reason why they got Kickstarter to stay open, right? Yeah, they have cheap belts. It's like it's like your standard like almost dollar store in Manhattan. It's, it's like a St. Mark's store is really what yeah. like, it is for me more they than have anything. Pipes, but so they are the last longest running. They still have a soda fountain. Oh, that's pretty sick. I didn't know that. Obviously, you didn't because nobody cares about a soda fountain. Egg creams were only considered good when fucking carbonation was a novelty. It doesn't deserve to exist. It Like, some business... People are upset that Gem Spa is closed. Are you just upset that you saw the sign and didn't buy an egg cream, but you knew you could? Your grandfather would really like to know that they're still fucking available? I don't... I found an article about soda jerks and the entire culture surrounding it fucking infuriates me. Let, like, let me, I want to read you some of the slang from soda jerks in the 50s. And I'm so, I, if my dad was still alive, not only would I get back at him for the whole shorts thing, I would probably be furious that he talked up egg creams and soda fountains and all this shit. So there's an article on Atlas Obscura, which, all right, yes, douchey website, right? But, like, they talk about, all right, so here's one of the things. A guy ordered a large cherry Coke and heard the soda jerk shout back at him, stretch one, paint it red. Why did he say that? He's not a short order cook. It's a cherry Coke. That's easier to say than stretch one. Large cherry Coke is easier to say than stretch one, paint it red. Okay, so this might surprise you. I used to work as a soda jerk. You are a soda jerk. (laughs) No, you didn't. When I was living in Bend, Oregon. So that's the last time you had an egg cream. I didn't have an egg cream when I was working there. Because they suck. Yeah, they do suck. There's no point. (laughs) Get a milkshake or a root beer float. What are you fucking doing with this egg cream shit? And then people try to argue with you. No, you got to put the syrup in first. Shut the fuck up. You, somebody accidentally put seltzer in their chocolate milk, you fucking idiots. Nobody. All right. You're a soda jerk, Mike. Yeah, I love. I, I used to love making the little combinations. You Tell me try- some more of the lingo. Do you have some more lingo? No, no. But that idea of, you know, like why you would say stretch it, paint it red is because, you know, you there could be nine different things that would need to be done for a cherry Coke. So instead of saying, hey, let me get a cherry Coke, with a little bit of chocolate, some whipped hold cream, on, some. On. There's nine things that have to be done for a cherry Coke? No, no, no. I'm saying there's nine different things that could be done, right? Uh, you could throw like a scoop of malt in there. You could throw some chocolate in there. You could less ice, more ice, short. So how but- do you say that? No, I mean that that's that's why it is what it is. But you were a soda jerk. All right, so give me a give me a thing. <laughs> All right. Uh large cherry coke with a scoop of malted and whipped cream on it. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, stretch one. Stretch one, stretch paint, one it, paint red, it red. Throw some Dominican <laughs> stuff in there and come on the top, right? Is that how you would say it, Mike? More or less. Fucking things can go away is my whole point. <laughs> Every time somebody's upset that record stores are closing, I'm like, go buy a fucking record. Why aren't you buying records? You just want it to... F- Dude, when Carnegie Deli closed, do you know the story about Carnegie Deli? They used to have the big old sandwich. They had the big old sandwich. It was right like right outside Times Square. I mean, I, I think Katz's has got better pastrami. I think Second Avenue Deli's better personally. But it was like a novelty thing. They were all named after the guys that would go there after the comedy club. Woody Allen used to hang out there, all this shit. And um, some people were posting the thing. They're like, this city's... The, 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 the typical thing that people post about New York, anytime something iconic closes, the city's all going to be condos and banks eventually. Now it's true because fucking this whole shit. But... I remember being annoyed because I'm like, do you know anything about this lady? So the lady who owns Carnegie Deli said she didn't want anybody else to take it over. She just wants it to end with her because she had built up a fortune and her husband left and bounced with all of her money and one of the waitresses. So she was determined to make that much money back. She licensed the name to a few places, but she was like, when I'm fucking done, this place closes. Um, when I retire, this location that I fucking lost a husband to, that I put my entire fucking life into, it closes when I'm done. Is she supposed to fucking sling matzo balls because some asshole wants to stretch it in painted red, Mike? <laughs> By the way, does that not sound like pulling a tampon out of a chick's fucking bloody pussy with your teeth and then whipping it against her own forehead? That's what that fucking sounds like. Sounds kind of hot. Yeah, that's way hotter than a fucking large cherry Coke. All right, that's fair. Yeah. I do think there is a thing, like, <clears throat> I noticed this with TV shows a lot, right? Like, that show Grinder that mm-hmm. was on uh, Fox for a while with, I think, Rob Lowe. It's about uh, sandwiches? No, it was, he was like a lawyer. Oh, yeah, I remember. That fucking show sucked. Right. I watched, like, ten of them for some reason. Was Fred Savage in it? Uh, yeah, you're a masochist, right? But I just saw, hey, Rob Lowe. I like Rob Lowe. Fred Savage. Like The Wonder Years. Like that movie, The Wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason to me why those guys shouldn't have jobs. I'm just never going to watch that show. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wanted that show to go on for five seasons. Yeah, if people liked it. I don't know. It's this not my I, money. This is what I'm saying about the, the record store. Uh, this. Fuck it. Look, Nathan's in Coney Island used to sell chow mein on a bun. That's a fucking fact. Because chow mein on a bun was a sandwich that really old white dudes liked. They used to sell it. You know how you go to like Chinatown and you get like duck in the window or something like that now? Okay. That was way too adventurous for fucking dudes in the 40s. So they used to eat chow mein on a bun. And until the 90s, the Nathans in Coney Island sold chow mein on a bun. They were probably throwing out 10,000 pounds of chow mein a year. It's fucking fine for things to end. That's all I'm saying. Just like the first episode of Notes from a Goon. It's over. I think... This went better than I thought it would. Uh, I think you think it went better than you thought it would. You thought I was going to tap out 15 minutes in, Mike, and you thought that would be it. You would never have to come in on a Thursday when we're still doing Zoom shows for High Society. But, yeah, that's what you thought. I know what you thought, Mike. <laughs> I know. You're like, he's going to do this once, maybe twice. He's going to suck at it. He's going to be self-conscious. He can't even wear shorts. What a fucking asshole. And he's done. I fucking killed it. What are we? We're at 47 minutes. I was like, yeah, maybe we'll go 20. You know what? I like this because, again, not going to therapy because that's for most. <laughs> Notes of a Goon is going to be here every fucking week. 
Harrington, me and Harrington are going to eat Thai food beforehand. It's going to be fucking great. Uh, you follow me at Chris from BKLYN on Twitter, at the M Harrington on all the things. Um, and also watch Chris and Mike watch fights on the High Society Radio YouTube channel. Go check that fucking show out. And then nothing else you work on needs really plugs because those guys are all doing better than me. All right, so that's been the first episode. We'll see you soon. Uh, check out all the other episodes that are uploaded whenever this gets uploaded. Fucking uh, have fun. Good night. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die I tell you